0: To this week's Frankly Golf Podcast. I'm Valerie Melvin here with Frank Thomas. This is podcast number twenty-nine, and this week we're going to be talking about is golf an adventure. Now, Frank, it's what a do bit you of, a
1: bit unusual, isn't it?
0: Well, you don't typically I think when people see golf, they maybe don't think about it as an adventure. I think maybe sometimes when you watch golf, if you don't really understand what's going on, if you're not familiar with the game, it might actually even seem a little bit boring hitting a little white ball around a field into a hole. It seems a bit odd.
1: Well, you hit it and you're going to have to find it. And then once you find it, you hit it again. (laughs) (laughs) It seems
0: maybe a little bit repetitive too, I suppose Now, um, the definition of an adventure Is an unusual and exciting, typically hazardous Experience or activity So I suppose if we think about it like that Would you say golf is an adventure?
1: Every time I go out
0: (laughs) (laughs) I feel the same way every time I go out with you (laughs) Yeah, so I mean, I suppose when you think about it, golf happens through the air, it happens along the ground, in the sand, it happens. Mm, hopefully not, but sometimes in the water yeah. <laughs> or across the water.
1: Right, yeah, it's it's um, certainly is a, a, a an adventure, and but it's a challenge. You know, the, the whole that's that's why. Uh, I think uh, it is an, uh, an adventure because you challenge yourself. We all challenge ourselves subconsciously. We're challenging ourselves all day. You're doing things uh, that you 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 try to evaluate yourself. It's a subconscious urge that we all have, and all in uh, various uh, degrees of, of of evaluation. But uh, the simplest being, you throw a piece of paper into the the waste bin across the office and and if it gets in there after you you know when you've thrown it you know you you get a little tingle down your spine that you've achieved what you intended to achieve
0: mm-hmm. and
1: and that's um, a process of self evaluation and and we don't have to have people around to 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 enjoy it obviously if you do have uh, you can you can feel good about it because they are enjoying your success or however your challenge and, and uh, so I think life in itself is, is full of challenges and and we seek it out, we seek out those challenges uh, to, to evaluate ourselves.
0: You know just thinking Frank, I mean I suppose I've had some Adventures in my life, um none quite the same as you have with your adventure on banshee where you ch- were challenged by a water hazard a very very li- <laughs> <laughs> a very very large water hazard, otherwise known as the the Atlantic ocean <laughs> <laughs> right
1: right uh, it started off uh, with in the in the Indian Ocean hazard yeah <laughs> uh, border hazard, and then eventually uh we, um, you know, uh, left the continent of South Africa. This was, was in 1962, and, um, you know, I I, I think uh, we obviously weren't uh, very good sailors. When I say obviously, uh, that's not obvious.
0: No, it's uh, not obvious. It's one of the most remarkable things about the whole, like, when you read your book, Banshee, which, which you've written, um, which um, if, if anyone out there hasn't had a wee read of it, it's it's not necessarily a sailing book as such. Although you know, obviously, it's about um, the, the journey, uh, the voyage on on the banshee. Um, it's more, I would say, a sort of coming of age book about two young men who embark on this journey. And really, it's about the experiences that that you have throughout the book. Frank, uh,
1: yeah, a lot of wonderful experiences. Uh, I mean, the boat was only twenty five foot long sailboat. Uh, we didn't have any radio or any navigational aids other than a sextant and a wristwatch.
0: And well why would you want any of those things? No Columbus didn't
1: want. <laughs> <laughs> so, I think, I think uh, it's a, it was a wonderful experience and, and we hit some some terrible storms, some of the worst storms that they had around the Cape of Storms. And even though the objective was to sail around the world uh, we the challenge was almost over after we had gone halfway around, uh, because of all the storms and and the mid-Atlantic problems we had and breaking our topmast and all sorts of. Uh, but I asked myself the question, or I've been asked the question, why why did you do it? Mm-hmm. And I think um, I think it's because of the 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 when I analyze it, it's because of the uh, need to evaluate yourself. And you do it. Uh, people, as I say, are doing it all the time. And, uh, you know, obviously, you've got, this was a reasonably um, sort of dangerous challenge because we didn't know how to sail. And uh, uh, we didn't know very much about uh, sailing other than what we read. Malcolm was uh, a historian as far as sailing is concerned. And we decided we were going to just do it. And... Uh, but um, I think afterwards, was a, you get that wonderful feeling of, of accomplishment. You get that wonderful feeling of, of, of independence.
0: Mm-hmm. You,
1: get, you get a wonderful feeling that you've been able to accomplish something. Our boat would happen to be the smallest boat to, to have made that particular crossing uh, ever. And so uh, that was another accomplishment. But um, I think there's no, really no difference uh in that other than the degree of the challenge mm-hmm. between that and golf.
0: And what I mean, what would you say that you learned from that mm-hmm. sort of extreme adventure that you feel like would help you in your golf game? I mean I know it seems like a slightly ridiculous comparison, but I mean if, if we're saying that, you know, golf is an adventure Based on your extreme adventure, what would you say you learned from that that you could apply to your golf game that, that you think has helped you?
1: I think uh, the most important thing is never give up. Never give up and, and, and you know you start off on the first tee and if you double bogey the first hole you don't walk in. Right. Uh, and and if, you, if you hit a bad shot don't let it bug you, you, you know you get over it and, and, and uh, go on, keep going. Uh, because you, there's a wonderful reward at the end of it when you when you every every shot is a challenge, and when you look at it and you, you plan it out correctly and you and you execute the shot and and you and it goes where you intended it to go,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you get that little tingle down your spine. Yeah. And and and
0: sort of the, like finding an island in the middle of the Atlantic <laughs> that you can't see on Google Maps, right?
1: That's right. <laughs> there wasn't a Google map, <laughs> know, there. Mean, but you for, couldn't for, even see it on the on the chart uh, we had and <laughs> had, uh, yeah finding Santalina was uh, the island where Napoleon was banished it was quite quite a, a thrill but uh it's it's uh, the same uh, the same same sort of a challenge, but in a different degree uh, but the the game of golf because and it's because of of the self-evaluation process, we we pretend we we enjoying it because we're outdoors or because we we're not pretending, but we are. We enjoy it because we're outdoors, because we we're with our friends, and because we're getting some exercise. And but but really and truly, it's 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 a self-evaluation process. And every time you hit a good shot, you you get that that little kick, and that is what makes the game so attractive.
0: Mm-hmm. and what about preparation i mean when you were getting all ready to set sail on banshee um, having helped you with the book and um, it was slightly shocking to me how little preparation <laughs> actually went into you know the 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 journey so like the navigation knowledge for example, I mean you you didn't have very much navigational experience when you left Cape Town now okay I suppose you knew you had to head in one direction and there would be land, I know that was kind of your philosophy Um, but if you had to do it again would you um, be maybe just even a a little iota, better prepared maybe like an online course to
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah I mean we didn't have an online course to do and and uh, yeah, we weren't we we're not properly prepared, um, but we obviously the boat was. Uh, we spent mm-hmm. all of our time re rigging the boat for really heavy uh, conditions, and because the Cape of Storms around the Cape Cape uh, South Africa is uh, is known for its its bad weather, and uh, so we were prepared for for the bad weather, and we were saved because the boat was so. Well rigged and also so small. Now, that was the the other boats in the same area had been lost, uh, and they were built for for heavy seas. Uh, we had fifty foot waves coming on us, so it was it was uh, it was an experience. But again, uh, you you get through it uh, with a sense of satisfaction, and it's in, inside of you. And mm-hmm. uh, you know, when you're out in the middle of the Atlantic, you're on your own absolutely on your own there's no law no nothing Uh, you are there with nature and you have to try and cope with it and that that uh, sort of develops a a a degree of of self-confidence and uh, it allows you to to continue on and, and 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 also you know just start thinking about what life is really all about
0: Mm-hmm. I know that when you uh, were out there, Frank, when you in the book you talk about, you know, the sun rises and the sunsets and, you know, the being at one with nature. And, you know, I have to say On the golf course, I mean, I think there's nothing more beautiful than being on a golf course either first thing in the morning or, you know, at the end of the day when everything's kind of quieting down. It's it's really a beautiful thing and being on your own sometimes. You know, sometimes you're maybe in the company of others or you go out for, you know, a a quick nine or a few holes after work or something. And there's just, I mean, it's the calm, it's the peacefulness it, it gives you.
1: It is, it is amazing. It is absolutely amazing. And not too many people think about it in those terms. They do it because they enjoy it, but they don't really know why. What is it that's driving them? And that's the addictive part of the game of golf. That's why golf will never die. Uh, we can we can try and mess around with it a little bit and change it. And commercialism has, has had a, a significant effect on the game, uh, but it hasn't spoiled it. And I don't think it will. I think golfers themselves, if they if they don't enjoy it, they'll they'll give up the game, and and we as as, as um, administrators of the game have to think, and the guardians of the game have to recognize exactly why we play the game of God. and know those reasons and cater to those reasons. You don't go to jail if you violate the rules. Mm-hmm. People instinctively know that the rule makes sense because it lends order to the game. Without order in the game, you, 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 you're you at loss. It's chaos.
0: Well, listen, thanks for that, Frank. It was a, a very interesting podcast this week. Something slightly different, maybe a bit thought-provoking, which we like uh, to do every now and again. So uh, we hope everyone enjoyed it. But until next week...
1: May the frog be with you. <laughs>